Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, everybody? You now tune into Blackstone Podcast. Yeah, man, it's been a minute. There's been so many different card changes and altercations and modifications to the game. I was like, man, when can I start making shows about deck lists? Because the meta has yet to settle. And yeah, you know, that's always going to be a thing. You know, metals, metas may not always be settled. But for me, it was like, dang, man, like this set just came out. The Forge and the Baron set just came out. How come there's a lot of different changes almost every other week? So for me, it was very hard to make the uh, consistent shows that I wanted to make before the set came out. Not knowing that once the set popped off, all these nerfs and buffs and changes and swaps would be happening too. You know what I'm saying? So without further ado, let's get into it. This past week, a uh, new season rolled in, you know, May 2021. So uh, last month was more focused on different tournaments and type things, getting those things, getting those things going. You know me, Mr. Creative, always working on the next, next thing. Like right now, I'm literally working on projects that will be launching in October, November, December, and it's May, you know what I'm saying? I like to think and act way, way ahead of time. So yeah, we're in a new month, and uh, this new set really didn't bring any different changes for me. So, just like I've been playing since last November 2020, I loaded up Old Faithful, Faith Paint, aka Big Priest, the list that I hit day one legend with back in November, back before everybody started playing Big Priest again. You know, a lot of people were like, yeah, we see Blood of Gahoon, we could try it out. No one really did it, except for me. And then I did it, and then all of a sudden it just started to become everywhere. Swapped off that. You know, your boy Blackarot, aka Mike Lowe, started playing Mazaki Mage and beautifully dubbed it Flozaki Mage. You know what I'm saying? Mastered that beautifully early, early January. And then I guess that list started to get popular and then it started to flow around the community. So it feels cool to, you know, be playing decks before people play them and then they just get out there and more people play them. I love that role. Hey, I'll sit in the shadows. Don't got to throw me credit. But hey, if I know I'm pushing a needle on people playing certain decks, that's what's up, man. It's a difference when you're not the super popular guy. So if you're not super popular, there's no reason for people to align with you or pledge allegiance. Well, the ones that... I'll, I'll get there. There's no reason for people to align with you or pledge allegiance. So the only reason people will align with you or pledge allegiance, you know, is if they get some kind of benefit out of it, right? So if I'm not relying on streaming to be my main income and I'm not streaming every day, then I'm not Mr. Popular. There are people who are streaming every day who are relying on it as an income. So when you have that foundation, by default, people will automatically listen to what you have to say. When you don't have that foundation, people automatically will default to listening to someone else who has the foundation. So for me, understanding that, it's very, very dependent on me the first day of the month to get legend I like to get legend on day one 
so that for myself, I know the preachings and the quotes and all the sayings are true. The list, the cards, the specific play styles, the things that I do are correct. Because I'm going to walk in the kitchen here. Because for me, if I'm sitting here by my lonely and I'm the one playing the decks, and I'm playing a deck 50 games at a time for a sample size, and I'm the one going through matchups, and I'm the one going through replays, and I have the proof and the experience and the receipts, then the factor of being popular or being online every day or having uh, an allegiance, people following you, doesn't really matter to me. It's not a negative energy. It's reality. There are people who thrive on other people telling them what they're playing is right. They like what they're doing. They like the energy that people give them. They need that to survive. They need that to keep going. But for me, I've realized after being in this community for seven years, there's honestly no one else out here like me. And that's a good thing. That's okay. Everybody should be different. Unfortunately, everybody's not. Now let's take this 30 second time out so your boy can uh, get into the vent. Okay, so when I say I'm different, this is speaking on facts. This is speaking on creative ability. This is on many different things outside of playing this actual video game. I'm an author, social media marketer, social media manager, website designer. I have so many things on my resume. I'm now in a new space when it comes to operating in this community, right? Cherry. So, first things first. Started Blackstone because I just wanted to have a show where I could hop on here talk about meta decks things of that nature but like what this is really going to change into this is going to be my zone where i'm just kicking it and just like speaking my mind openly it's different when you're streaming like you can speak your mind but then it's not a it's it's like interrupted you know what i'm saying hmm So I've decided 
I'm on Twitch. And I'm trying to vent and talk some shit. There's always going to be somebody who's got something to say. So then, now, the conscious idea that I have, I want to spit this conscious out, is now being interrupted by someone else's comment. And I'm not really saying what I want to say. So, we're going to use this podcast to discuss what's on my mind, how I feel about things in a raw, unfiltered way. And there's going to be no holding back. There's going to be people who are pissed off. But just know, you can be super broke, you know what I'm saying, struggling for money, making 200 bucks a week. And there are people that don't like you, right? You can be super rich, have about $10,000 a month, you know what I'm saying, $100,000 a year. That's considered, you know, uh, a high-value male. And people will still hate you. You have too much money. Why you got all that money, right? So this space feels safe to me because no matter where you're at in life, There are going to be people who like you, people who don't like you. And I've just gotten to the point where I have to accept it. And if I just pull back from all of the spaces I put myself in, and now I just put myself only in spaces that are produced and controlled by me, I now, I can't be, I can't be stopped. Yeah. If I'm in a space that's dictated by my energy, my uncontrollable, out-of-this-world, vibrant energy, there's no way I could fail. Because, you know, you only get tripped up when... Something you care about or someone's opinion. No, no, no. Let me, let, me, let me word this correctly. It hurts when you put your energy into something that you care about or when someone or some other people attack the thing that you care about the third layer to that when you have something you care about and someone that you are in favor of their opinion their opinion goes against what you care about now you're you're in between a rock and a hard place. How do you stand up for yourself but also not hurt the person that you never wanted to hurt? But you're hurt. See, this can be in relationships. This can be in school. This can be in the workplace. It's a tough tough position to be in when 
you're put in a position to choose between yourself and someone else because most people will choose the other person instead of themselves. A lot of people don't talk about mental health, but when you do that, when you start choosing other people over yourself, that starts to eat away at any confidence you have. And over time, when you start losing your confidence due to the feeling of it being eaten away, you just start to feel less and less about yourself. You start to feel more dead inside. You got to get to a point in your life where you know what you want and you're not afraid to go for it. Life is very short. Life is slow and it's fast. If you look at the clock, it'll take a thousand years for 20 minutes to go by. But if you go for a walk outside, you go to get some food, you talk to some people, you see your family, you look at the clock and it's eight hours later. When you're frozen in the moment of choosing between yourself and someone else, it's hard to think about actually picking yourself and what the outcome would be. People are frozen in fear. If I do this and piss this person off, this is gonna be the outcome. But it's never, if I decide to do what I want, I'm gonna be happy in about six to seven hours. I'm gonna be able to do the things that I wanted to do. And yeah, they'll criticize me, but at least I won't be sad. So for all the people out there who have you know, mental health issues like me, my message to you is start picking yourself because once you start picking yourself you can start correcting your mental health you can start to feel more comfortable about speaking your mind and your opinion and not feeling frozen in fear about the outcome because the outcome when you speak your mind and speak up for yourself is going to be beautiful and positive and like a ray of sunshine you know at some point in life if we're all lucky we're going to be in a wheelchair old looking out in the world sunny sky and we're just going to see people younger than us and we're always going to wish like oh I wish I was that age because if I was that age, I would do A, B, and C. So, if we get to that point, we're all lucky. So, my message right now, before you even get to that point, just start living your life that way now. If in X amount of years, you're going to look at somebody who's X amount of years younger than you and say, oh, if I was your age, I would do A, B, and C. Then just do that now. 
save yourself the time and save yourself that heartache and that hurt sitting in that wheelchair if you're so lucky to have lived that much life and to get to that point. Always look out for yourself because mental health is number one. For some reason, in my community, it is not. I see other communities of people and they actually take care of their mental health. So as a black person in America, I'm speaking up as somebody who was not before, but now has decided at the age of 33, mental health is number one. And I strongly urge everyone out there who can hear this message, do what is best for your mental health to save what is the rest of your life.